Um, and I think within the UDG, and I assume you all agree, we are, we are trying to find ways of how we can utilize this energy and this thinking to kind of make some significant changes and avoid that we are all going back to normal afterwards. Um, and I think um, Roger really has kind of put together a really good um, think piece. And I think he really should start off the discussion with his thoughts and which some of you might have read already, but I think it sets a really good framework for the discussion kind of coming forward. So I would like to hand over to Roger who doesn't need any introduction. He has been kind of, um, you know, the leading urban designer for many, many years. So Roger, let's hear from you. Hello, welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us. Um, I wanted to talk about what might be a better future for planning than we've had over the last few decades. And so I'm gonna talk about land use, first of all. The pandemic provides us with Time to reflect on the kind of world we've been building. Do we continue to treat the planet and its resources as commodities to be traded for our own wealth? Or do we re-emerge after this crisis with a different set of priorities? Will we take the short-term fixes for ourselves or leave something of value to future generations? For urban designers, there's long been a gap between what we value and very often what we build. The growth of our towns and cities since the mid 20th century has been a byproduct of land use planning, whereby speculators in land bid for the right to sell that land on to single use developers, estate by estate. So, how might things be different when we step back after the lockdown? For most, the current changes to our lives are spatial. We stay home and away from colleagues. Will we revert to the same spatial patterns as before? Or might we re-emerge accompanied by a reawakening to build the kind of towns and cities that we value? So some observations from me, first of all, on land use. Number one, retail. Shops and shopping centers are closed while online retail booms at the moment. The viability of high streets has been precarious for many years, but the current emergence from this lockdown will force lasting change. Town centres used to be about living, working, making and trading at higher densities where proximity facilitated human encounter. Policies to turn such high density mixed use areas into retail by moving out housing production and services to estates on the periphery over the last 50 years has made town centres vulnerable. We have built out of town shopping centres and then sought to turn towns into the same. Now we must revert to mixed use town centres which offer more than simply retail zones A and B. Secondly, offices. The office is also a relatively recent innovation. One of the first purpose-built offices was completed in 1729 to house the East India Company in Leadenhall Street. For most businesses, however, the townhouse provided ideal accommodation and is still good enough for the Prime Minister, and indeed all of us at the moment. With everyone who can working from home, will we ever flock back to offices 
when we can work from home or out of the cafe. Third, housing. Much new residential will move back into towns. New housing will also need to have higher space standards than today if they are being used as our offices and workshops as well as homes. Housing in the UK has the meanest space standards in Europe. And if that building stock is to serve us in the future, it must be more flexible. Miserly space standards build in obsolescence. Long life, loose fit must be the mantra. Fourth movement, we are finding other ways to work and engage rather than traveling around. Nothing new perhaps. But the enforced use of the internet rather than old-fashioned heavy infrastructure means that few will choose to go back to the daily commute. It places a question mark over planned road building projects and offers hope that the trend in urban areas to convert streets into roads, placing cars above pedestrians, can be reversed. Fifth, the public realm. You don't know what you have till it's gone or forbidden for the present. The public realm of streets and squares is our common ground in both the geographic and spiritual sense. That facilitates society. It has been eroded outside of conservation areas, while it is difficult to think of a new high street or major avenue that can compare to those we have been gifted by earlier generations. The creation of a meaningful and memorable public realm must again be at the center of planning not an afterthought. Six, parks, urban parks, as distinct from the 40% green infrastructure that accompanies new strategic housing sites and is usually comprised by the bits that are difficult to build on, are valued the more when their use is restricted. Landowners don't compete to build parks, so that is the job of planning. So against all this hugely increased need for flexibility, what of land use planning? Well, I'd suggest that land use planning is dead. There is no longer much point in zoning land for different uses. A local plan which is based on fixing land uses in different locations is no longer relevant in this new age of mixed and flexible use. A new kind of local development plan is needed which focuses upon movement structures and the public realm. Instead of making plans around land use and leaving the movement between sites down to off-site requirements, the new plans would set out the major streets in a collaboration between urban design and engineering informed by topography and microclimate. Plans would also incorporate new parks. There would be no land use zoning. Different uses would simply gravitate to those parts of the structure best suited to their function. For example, uses needing high footfall would locate to the best connected streets and those requiring tranquility to the least well-connected streets. Such changes would need resources to be moved from development control to actual planning, putting the planning back into planning. The proposed new street structures would need to service sufficient land for development needs. Street design would also need to include simple design codes for building frontages. Developers would bid for the right to build out each part of the plan and planning authorities would need the characteristics and capabilities 
of a joint venture company in order to coordinate delivery. We would be bequeathing future generations urban form and the public realm to cherish, while allowing those who come after us to colour their use maps according to the needs of their age. Perhaps we should have been doing that all along. Thanks for listening. Over to Katya. Thank you very much, Roger.